Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady. to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Mark. In this episode, I interviewed Josh Monday. He's a Christian, a rapper, and a U.S. Army soldier. We talked about his firsthand experience with the darker side of the rap industry, and he shared why he decided to turn his life in a different direction and create some inspirational music. You can find his music on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, and all the links are in the description. Enjoy the show. Hey, yo, Mr. Monday. Let's tell him. Yeah. They're saying it's a deep state ploy. Lisa be the piece, saying you was just a toy. The the more confusing the better. <laughs> I always okay. introduce myself as just Mark, but we'll see. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Depends. Cool, if I ever write a book, it'll probably be Mark Palmer. Okay. That's cool. But uh you got the in parentheses you should put Steve <laughs> so everyone knows, you know. All right, I'll consider <laughs> it. Well, with that, we'll get started here. Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I've got a real special guest with me today. His name is Josh Monday. He's a Christian, a husband, a dad, a musician. And uh, to clarify, you're a rapper specifically, right? But do you, you play any instruments? Do you make your own beats? How does that side come into play? Uh, I, uh, I have a program called Reasons, and, uh, and, I, and I do play keyboard, and I can do drums, but I don't... Uh, 
those aren't the beats that I use. Though that's more of like a, a hobby, hobby, like making beats. Okay. Um, I, I I would rather just uh, I I usually go go to producers for the for the actual beats, so it's more professional. My my beats are are uh, are cool, but they're not ready for the industry. You know, they're not okay. industry ready yet. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but yeah. So definitely yeah. enjoy making them though. You've got some really cool music. I've checked it out on Spotify, Josh Monday on Spotify. And uh, yeah, I love how you mixed some conspiracy themes in there. I'm a huge fan of underground rap, like to name a few, Vinnie Paz, Army of the Pharaohs, oh. which of course Vinnie Paz is a part of. And then some guys yeah. like uh, Dead Prez and Idea, and oh, Abilities, wow. you know, Immortal Technique. Yeah course you know like i'm a huge fan of of uh this type of rap so it's it's an honor to talk to you man i'm a really fan a big fan of the style you know i appreciate it how did you well, get involved with this well let me just say this likewise though bro i've been listening to a lot of podcasts with you on them i see i hear you on uh the tinfoil hat um and also i know you you know you've, you've expanded your um to, to a couple different podcasts bro and i and i'm definitely a fan too bro and i appreciate you um getting in contact with me and inviting me on definitely of course dude but, of course uh, thank you i appreciate that so your question was how did i how did i start rapping how did i get into it yeah yeah like what were some of the first influences like what were like some of the first rap like that really got you right, going? So, well basically back in the day i used to uh well i'm a christian now i'm a christian rapper but i used to be into smoking weed so i was listening to cypress hill and I used to love Be Real. I used to like his, his the way he used to flow. So I, used to, I started out basically freestyling to like Be Real, uh, Cypress Hill, like Notorious B.I.G., Tupac. All, you know, I used to just basically go to parties and, and, and freestyle all the time. I would, I would always look for ciphers and I would just try to step in the middle. And most of the time, me being white back then, there wasn't a lot of white rappers. Eminem came, like, basically just came out. This is like back in, in like 2001. Uh, you know, 2000, or actually like 1998, you know, it was back in the day. So um, Eminem wasn't really rocking on the scene yet um, so much. So I would basically just go in the middle. There'd be like five or six black guys around me and they're trying to just tear me ha in half. So I said, that was like my, my, uh, my rap boot camp. So every time I would go to a party, I would literally just look for ciphers here, there, whoever was rapping, I would ask people, do you flow? Do you flow? And I would always just try to rap for them. And literally I would just sit there and, uh, read a dictionary. I would just write words down, and then I would just try to rhyme all the syllables in the in the in the words. And I just really started uh, getting into it. I used to be more of a freestyle artist, though. In the okay. beginning, I would only freestyle. I would always just go. I would always just freestyle. So it was very tough for me to bring it from freestyle artist, uh, battle rapper, to bring it into the studio and actually start writing in you know bars and writing hooks. It's it's a it's it's kind of a tough. Uh, uh, transition sometimes yeah no for sure man i i respect the freestyle i as a rap fan for pretty much my whole like time listening to music i remember when i was young i got into like the commercial bullshit rap and then i started getting into more of the underground stuff you know and uh yeah. cypress hill is definitely a big one even though he does come on to the mainstream areas you know but yeah. he, he's he's real as fuck dude like that cypress hill and be real the they're for sure respected actually sam just did a be reals podcast not too long ago with uh yeah. xg but uh yeah man i'm a big fan of of all that and the 
the writing of rap has always interested me when i was younger i had a good buddy who wanted to be a rapper and you know hanging out with him we would kind of write raps and record little things here and there i never made much of it but he actually went on to like do an ep and all that and okay kind of like that was around the time oh. this this was like 2014 when they had that uh mixtape website that was really oh cool. yeah that oh, uh, whatever. Was, yeah 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 that's yeah. it right yeah 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 i remember that so also when i was 14 I, that's when i started rapping okay and i'll tell you the very beginning of uh, a story about this so when I was 14, I barely started, you know, I first started rapping. My brother was uh, working for a cable company, and, and he basically was doing a, uh, a install, and he saw, like, a blunt on the table, and he started talking to the customer, and the guy ended up being a CEO of a rap company. It was Deswab Records. And so my brother called me immediately. He was like, hey, you need to freestyle over the phone for this guy. So I started rapping for him. They brought me down to the studio. It was in South Central L.A. off of Crimson, Washington. I'm just a, a little, you know, white dude from Hesperia. I used to live in Hesperia up in the high desert, which you probably don't know where that's at because you're in Connecticut. But I went straight to the ghetto, though, and just started rapping with the wolves. All these guys are just like, well, who is this guy? They threw me in the studio. I freestyled. Uh, I was rapping with this guy named Armageddon at the time, which this dude was on point. We just went back and forth, and that was the first company I kind of went with, and they, they paid me like minimum wage to be a rapper. So the way I paid for my prom, the way I paid for most of my stuff was growing up, I didn't really have that much money. My, my parents were broke. was just by rapping, which is awesome. Dude. I was just going there. He would pay me minimum wage to rap, and I was like, let's go, you know? That's, so that's incredible. That's, that's um, so cool, man. That's kind of like what I just like thought about when I made this podcast is like, I want to talk to people who have made a path for themselves in unconventional ways. And that man oh, getting that paid definitely. minimum wage to rap. That sounds so cool. <laughs> dude. So also, let me tell you a story too, bro. I've been waiting to tell some people this. This is like, Let's hear I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to name drop because it's okay. The company, I'm, the company I'm going to talk about is the most gangster company that was, that was ever in the industry. So, so I, uh, back in the day, I had a buddy that was, you know, he was, he was rich. Um, and I like, uh, I went to the uh, Lakers game. So I was up in the box for the Lakers game. So we were chilling. It was my birthday. I was watching Vince Carter against Kobe Bryant. Back in the day, I used to love Vince Carter. I used to think he was an amazing basketball player. And uh, after the game got done, I, I, I walked out, and coming down the escalator was Suge Knight, bro. And he was hanging out with, uh, he was with Left Eye, which she, she passed away, and, uh, and like six other people around him. Uh, I didn't really recognize the other, there might have been some of his artists or maybe just some of his uh, bodyguards. But I was rapping off the balcony down to him, and he was like, oh, man, come down here. So I ran down there. I got all my friends there. Everybody's like, do that shit, guy. Are you crazy, bro? I'm like, it's cool. I went down there, shook his hand. He told me that he used to go to Vegas all the time, passed right by Asturia, which is where I was from. And uh, he gave me his business card and told me to call. So I, I called him up. Um, can you still hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're good. You're okay, good. Okay. So I called him up. He gave me his uh, general manager's number. And he came and saw me at the studio. Uh, long story short, I went and met with him. And, and we were, like, eating at a, uh, at a Hooters. And he was like, hey, let's go to a party in Malibu. I go up to Malibu with him. I'm hanging out with him all night. I'm wearing a death row chain. And dude, this is this is the evil part of the industry that I'm going to tell you about that really turned me off from doing this, man. So 
I, I end up hanging out with them, chilling, dude, and, and we're drinking all night, and, and, I, and I'm drinking and driving like an idiot. I take him back to his house, lives in a nice, big, nice house. He's got all these plaques on the wall, and we're, and we're drinking, and I'm like, dang, I got to take off. And he was like, the dude basically came on to me, bro. This is a big black dude. I don't mean to say that, but he's like a big dude. He's a manager of like a gangsterous, uh, a gangsterous, <laughs> the gangsterous label at the time, bro. And the dude comes on to me. I'm like, what? So I just, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm only like 19 at the time. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. I don't get down like that. Boom. I rolled out. I drive off in my little Ford Ranger, which, you know, we're, we're, we're partying in Malibu, but I'm driving in a stupid Ford Ranger the whole time. Anyways, so that right there really just made me kind of realize like, what kind of industry am I trying to get into? You know, I always wanted to be a professional rapper and yeah. this happens to me and dude, I watch a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy stuff and you know, there's also stuff about, you know, pedophilia, which is crazy. And also like gays in the industry of hip hop and, 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 uh, and dude, it's, it's, I got a t- firsthand taste of what, what, you know, that's probably the, de- cause I'm, I'm Christian, right? That's like the devil tempting me asking, you know, saying, basically here's your chance you know you can go this way and 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 sell your soul almost or not that was like my sell your soul moment i i feel and i and i chose not to obviously i was like i'm out no absolutely and i mean for anyone listening who you know wants to misconstrue this i mean please don't because nothing we're saying is against gay people it's the fact that somebody's trying to push that onto somebody who's not you know prepared for that kind of situation and yeah man that must have felt really weird i was only 19 too right yeah being being 19 at the time you know you just kind of that's like uh it's not so much the gay thing, and you guys don't misconstrue this, definitely not. And, and I, I am Christian, but I love everybody. I love people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I served in the military. I will protect this land. I will protect all people. It doesn't matter what you are, what color, what race, what nationality, or, or how you get down. What you do is what you do. Absolutely. And I love Amen, everybody. Man. Amen. But, um, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, that was the moment where I was just like, wow, is this, I always wanted to be a professional rapper. I like that. I was like what I dreamed of. I would always just, Literally, I, and my, I, that was my, my, my plan A and not my plan B, you know? So oh, uh, once that yeah. happened, that, that gave me, like, a really eerie feeling of, like, oh, man, is this – that was kind of weird, you know? And, and there was also a lot of people that would promise you stuff and always wanted to be, like, I can get you this, I can get you that. I've been flown out to record companies. I've been flown out to, like, uh, meet with managers, and they always promise you so much, and then they never come through, you know? Yeah. They're not real, which really sucks. Turns so, you off from the industry. So. so what would you say to somebody who's maybe that age now, like 19, 20, like how could they, um, you know, maybe learn from some of the things that you learned uh, with your experience? What, what would you say to someone who's I, maybe getting into that? I would say that this is a whole different time than when I was growing up. Back in the day, what you'd have to do is you'd have to get into a studio. You'd have to pay for studio time. It was pretty expensive back then because, uh, you don't have pro tools in your back, you know, in your, in your garage anymore. Back then, back then you got to go to a big studio. You got to record like a three or four song demo and you got to hopefully somehow get it on the desk of somebody that can actually make you or break you. And it's very tough to do that. So, um, I would also go to like, um, let's say if you're an upcoming artist, what I would like some advice I would give to them though, is go to like open mics and go to uh like let's say there's like a big club and they have like a karaoke night 
And go to like, if you live in, you know, let's say you live in a big city or close to a big city, go to a big city because you could be freestyling or doing something on a microphone and you could be killing it. And this could be somebody in the audience that's there just happens to be like, oh, you know what? My, my cousin is, uh, is this big time producer. You know, this, there, was a, there was a time I was in a gym before and I rapped for this guy and he was like, you know what? My cousin uh, is a producer for DJ Quick, bro. Come down to LA and, and I'll introduce you to him. And I'm like, and I'm, always, I'm thinking in my head, okay, whatever. This guy's probably just, just saying that. But then he ends up having me in the same room with DJ Quick and I'm showing him my songs and it's like, wow. So you never know when you get the opportunity. If you ever get a chance or opportunity to sit for somebody or rap for somebody, you know, you never know when you're going to be uh, handed a gift. So yeah. I would just say right now for an artist, it's, it's pretty much, you know, you, you can record in your house if you want to. I would suggest getting a little studio in your house, doing your pre-production and rapping there and make sure that your stuff is on point and then take your, you know, your beat and everything and go into a big studio and only pay for a few hours because you already have the song down exactly how you want to do it. So yeah. take it into a big studio and then get it mixed and mastered in a big studio. And then you can just take it, go to, uh, there's programs called like CD Baby or um, there's another one. I, I'm not, for some reason, I'm not thinking right now. But there's CD Baby and, and basically you can go to the website and you can put your song on CD Baby for $35. And it can go to every single site that, that sells music, period. You know? Okay. The difficult thing as an artist that like an independent artist is getting uh, is getting your stuff actually heard now, you know? Yeah. Once you get to the point of actually creating it, that's awesome. But now you have to try to get it to the masses and try to go viral. And that's the part that is a little difficult. There's there's some companies that will give you like a kickstart uh, uh, on your career, but you have to be careful. There's a lot of scam artists out there. I mean, you, if you check my DMs sometimes, there's people telling me all the time, Josh Monday, I love your song. It's so great. You're going to, I can, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. And if I, if I, if I send them a message back and be like, what song are you talking about? They don't even know. Cause all they're <laughs> trying to do is get me to pay them money, yeah. 200 bucks, $300 to help me promote, but they're not even listening to my music. They don't even care about it. You know, yeah. all they want to do is try to get you that $300 so they can fake promote you. And send bots to come and watch your your, your YouTube or, or your, your Spotify. It's not it's not real. So to any artists out there listening, be careful because there's a ton of scam artists out yeah. there trying to get you. Well, to that point, man. I mean, I love independent music. I think independent music has always just struck me as better. Maybe because I'm into alternative stuff and I study this kind of thing i mean like i mentioned vinnie paz immortal technique yeah. dead press these are all guys that are using this kind of knowledge putting the themes into their lyrics into their music into the clips that they use and i've heard in your songs you do the same thing man so like what Thank what you. would you say about like the commercial industry's messages because i know oh. like you mentioned the dark side of the commercial industry from the back end of it, which is so cool to have that perspective. But as a listener, no, no, pun, in, no pun intended on the back end. <laughs> no way, man. No way. But you know what I mean, though, because like as a listener, you can see that there are many like themes, right? Violence, sex, oh, drugs, Come right? On, dude. 
And that's the destruction of culture, man. And I tell people all the time when we talk about rap, I mean, my whole life, I've probably seemed like a weirdo to most people who get into conversations about rap with me because I'm like, no, don't listen to what's on the radio. Look for better than that because the people on the radio are just trying to tell you the same bullshit, you know? It's like it's like you say, it's like somebody saying, "All right, dude, uh, I'm gonna go on a conspiracy cut podcast, but the guy's only telling you about what he heard on CNN." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's how it yeah. is. Basically, they're just paid bots, robots. And here's the thing about the industry that's crazy too. This is another thing that is you're talking about subjects and what they're using. So the okay, like Sony Records, Universal Records, all these big record companies, um, they own private prisons they actually have stocks in private prisons so what they do what they did at the time like in the 90s is they were like you know what all these conscious rappers that are talking about positivity and all this good stuff we're going to kick them out the game and we're going to bring new you know uh, nwa and all the gangster rap because we need to start influencing these kids to start going to prison basically because we need to keep our private prison system 90 percent full if not, we're not getting paid because they have stocks in private prisons. So what they did is they chose to take the conscious rappers that we the lyrical conscious rappers that we used to probably like, and they told them, no, we're going to bring the gangster rap in. Nothing wrong with gangster rap because what they're doing is just trying. I mean, I'm not saying that they're trying to tell their story, and they didn't understand what they were doing because it wasn't out yet. But what they were doing was actually influencing people to self-crack, uh, to gangbang, and, and all the rappers that you guys are hearing out there that are talking about gangbanging, to be honest, probably doesn't even, don't even know how to shoot a weapon. And they probably have somebody writing for them in some cases, like, uh, you know, the Dr. Dre's and, and some of these people, they never even gangbanged before. No offense, Dr. Dre. Uh, I love your music and you're an awesome producer. But, you know, at the time, he wasn't actually a gangbanger. So he's basically talking about, you need to go do this. Uh, you need to 187 a cop and you need to do this. But really... All Dr. Dre's doing is going back to his mansion, hanging out with his family and, 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 and his nice life he's having while all these kids are listening to it and listening and listening and listening and it's brainwashing them into, you know what, being a crip, being a blood, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. And um, sometimes when you listen to music, it's very influential. I used to always be like, if I heard this music while I'm fighting, I would probably smash a person because it makes your mind, you just like, you know what I mean? It's like... Uh, some songs that just can just make you want to work out and just kill it in the gym or, or makes you want to just, uh, you know, whatever. So what was happening is some people get brainwashed to want to have that gangster tough attitude and let's do this. And uh, they're being influenced by people. And, they, and the guys that did it back in the day, they didn't know they were, they didn't know they would influence people that way because it, it wasn't out yet. But now you see it. There's people that are in South Central LA that are, you know, that, that are, that are 16 that end up shooting someone over $20 and they end up going to prison for life. And they, they didn't understand what they were doing, but people that are listening out there, you, you got to uh, be careful what your brain is listening to because your brain is like a computer. It's like, it's basically all this information that you're receiving in some way, it's, it, you know, it, it kind of puts, it, it starts, it starts to affect the way you live and, and, and how you, uh, and how you make decisions. Basically, I'll just put it that way. No, absolutely. I mean, to, to go into detail on that a little bit, I mean, you're taking 
programming into your subconscious when your subconscious is in a hypnotized state when yeah. it's most ready to receive any type of programming i mean the and yeah. and now with this kind of like I mean, it's almost nonsensical. Some of the lyrics, they're just like mumble. And really what I think it is, is trying to get people to think in a shorter attention span so that they can be more easily led into a consumerist lifestyle where they're just buying everything from a 15 second TikTok ad, you know, and that's unfortunately you know, to most people, they're like, oh, look at these rap music videos. They're so cool. They have the coolest clothes. They have the coolest cars. And it's like, yeah, and then they're broke. And all of these people are wasting their money trying to, you know, idolize and live up to this yeah. lifestyle that's being that's promoted. The part, bro. The part is, it, it's like, that's the part that's terrible. Like me being a Christian, you know, like whenever, I, okay, before... When I used to do rap music before, I would always want to say, I, 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 like, I can do this. I can do that. I'm better than you. And da 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 I'm always talking about myself. Always. Because it's like a, uh, it's like a, uh, it's a prideful thing when you're a rapper, you know? Like, like, you want to go battle somebody and just smash on them, talk bad about them, but boost yourself up, right? So when you, when you become a Christian and you start becoming like, ah, you know what? Let's replace I with him with God, right? Let's start talking about God. Let's start boasting God up. I'm only a man. All I am is just a, a my life is but a mist. I, I, you realize that you're actually nothing. You, you, God is what you need to like raise up, you know? And, and this music that we're hearing now, it is, it's, all it is literally uh, is the Bible is, it, you know, it's good versus evil. That's literally what it is. It's like a tug of war for your brain. And, and all this music that, that is out, it's it it just it's crazy to me like like WAP you know that song like with uh, Nicki Minaj like it's they terrible. can they can have 300, 400 million views on YouTube and it's no problem but our own president of the United States gets kicked off of YouTube so terrible. you know something's wrong with the yeah. world right now when it's when it's like that it is insane yeah. you know. But that's it's the thing, insane. though, is is I love to I love what you're saying. I, I completely agree with it. But let's take it back a little bit because it's not the world. It's just the people who control the reality tunnel of what the yeah, world yeah. sees, you know, because the world yeah. is folks like me and you who are like, what the yeah. hell is going on? How did Biden yeah. get elected? Why oh are the people gosh. who stormed the Capitol now terrorists? Like this is all oh. to the average American. This is a no brainer thing. But to the people on Twitter and to the liberal elite establishment and to the other elite establishments who really don't give a fuck what side we're on. They just want to make sure we stay in this class system. They they just want us to be they want us to just to not obviously not be one. You know, they don't want us to be spiritual. They don't want 330 million Christians, Bible thumping, Jesus following. Let's go. Uh, Christians armed to the teeth either. They don't want that. They want us to literally, they want to slowly take the weapons, slowly take our faith. They want to slowly take everything away from us and just leave us. So, just, you know, they just, so oh, it's crazy, for you, bro. when you were, when you were rapping, right, 
you weren't a Christian, is that correct? And what what brought you into this uh, new way of seeing the world and, and new faith? Because I, I respect it, okay, man. So, I can't say I'm a Christian myself, but I have Christians in my family and, and friends. Yeah. So. Okay, so I was, a, I was a Christian back then. I just didn't know how to live like a Christian, okay? okay. I, my dad always taught me about, about Jesus, and he would always try to bring me, like, let's, you know, always try to uh, get me to read the Bible and, and obviously, when you're, you know, during the time when you're partying, I had all these distractions at the time. I was partying, drinking, whatever, uh, drugs, cocaine, everything. Like, I would go to clubs, rap. I mean, I, it was just the, the lifestyle I was going through. I, I, did, I wasn't giving God any, any type of glory or credit. So what happened with me, I joined the military, right, at 28, late, very late in my life. But I was basically like, you know what? I need, to do, I need some discipline. I need some discipline in my life bad. And I'm just going to go ahead and just, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight to basic training. <laughs> what I'm going to let they, them tear. What did they say? <laughs> you were like, oh, I've been a rapper for the past uh, eight years. <laughs> no, 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 no. How did they it's, take that? Okay. You, you don't get to talk. You don't get to, they don't care about that. Yeah, you're right. They're going to ask you, what is your occupation? They're going to tell you, you're a piece of crap. You have a dick growing out of your forehead and all this crazy stuff. Anyways, so oh, yeah, man. I basically went to, uh, excuse my French, and uh, it, anyway. Oh, you're good, so you're I went good. to the military. I went to the military, and and also my wife. I mean, my wife was was uh, was also definitely uh, what helped me. But I went to the military. I started learning discipline, and uh, my wife was like, let's start going to church. We started going to Calvary Chapel in Diamond Bar. It's got Raul Reese, and she brought me back to the faith and it's supposed to be the husband the spiritual leader but me i was sideways you know i mean she just basically brought me to church we started going to church and i started once i started reading the bible and 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 also all the conspiracy theories that i've learned when you start reading the bible all this stuff starts making sense after the 9-11 happened the government that's the world versus us you know um if you're if you're not a christian yet what I would definitely suggest, bro, is, is to start reading just to give it a chance. I know you probably read a lot of books, bro. You're super intelligent and you, uh, your mind is, you have a good mind, bro. You, I, when you talk on the podcast, it sounds like you're just a natural at it and, and you have a lot of knowledge flowing through your head. So Thank I you, would man. Suggest I appreciate that. Just, no problem, brother. I would suggest to just, you know, start. To me, the Bible is, is, is what, what brings all this stuff together. When we're conspiracy theorists, we're, all we're trying to do is basically find the truth. And in my opinion, the truth is in the Bible. And, and obviously some stuff is going to get you like, you know, you start reading some of it and you're going to be like, I don't understand this. This is tough to understand. But that's why you pray to God for, for discernment. You know, you just ask him, you know, I, I'm not getting this part. And, and then what you do is what I do is I'll listen. If I don't understand a part, there's some pastors like this guy, Chuck Smith, like, he, he'll go through that part. Uh, he'll have, a, a, like, the whole Bible. He's already, like, done sermons on all of it. So you listen to that little part. He'll explain it to you in his way, and then you think about it in your way, and then you kind of just kind of come up with the, your, your uh, you know, you process it. But I, I basically, uh, I, I was just going to, started going to church, and I was taking my lyrical, uh, you know, gift that God gave me, and I started putting it to song and started, and started rapping for him. And once I started doing that, now I pray before I write. I say, Lord, I have the pen, I have the paper, but, you know, you are, you control it. You tell me what you want me to write. I don't want to sit there and write about 
I'll boast and boast and boast. I don't want to do that. I'll boast about you. But I, what I try to do with my raps is just is, is I'll listen to a pastor preach, and then I and then I'll just take like a um, I'll take like okay that's the message he's trying to come up with. Try to take that and put it on a song, you know. Like I had a song, call it how I see it. Um, I'm talking about like uh, how basically we'll we'll pay interest to all these credit cards. And we'll do all this stuff. We'll pay like, you know, 5% uh, on our car. We'll pay, you know, 3% on our house and, and all this stuff. We'll pay all this interest to all these companies, but we won't give 10% to Jesus, right? We won't give 10% to God. So I, but that was the sermon I actually I heard. And I just took all the stuff he was saying and I started putting it into a hook. And I just put it to song, you know. So that's kind of the way I formulate my stuff is my influences are like a pastor preaching to me. Or reading the Bible and just being like, oh, that's a great, that's a great, like, three lines that I just read. I'm like, wow, I could probably make a song out of that. That's the way I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, when I said I'm not a Christian, that might have uh, maybe gave the wrong impression. Because this summer, I spent the, uh, every week I would go and spend some time with a friend that I knew her from the farmer's market that I worked at and uh, she's a Christian, her whole family's Christian and they own a farm. So I got really uh-huh. interested in talking to her cause you know, I realized that we both hated wearing the mask and we ran into each other in this weird place that like, it was such a weird circumstance. Cause it was like 30 miles from the other town where we had known each other from, you know? So I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, I know, you know, we struck up friendship and, And the whole time, you know, every time we would hang out, Christianity and the Bible were always something we would talk about. And she taught me a lot, man. I mean, people who are on my Patreon can go back and listen to a conversation I had with her. It was one of the first two podcasts I did on the Patreon. But the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, we would pray before every meal. We would, you know, hang out on the farm, which is just a beautiful place to be in touch with the earth, you know, and I I really think that that good energy and that prayer that I took part in this summer actually helped boost me into where I'm at now, you know, with the podcast and with, with Sam. So, you know, I definitely have faith in God, man. And I have faith in Jesus Christ, you know, and, 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 it's interesting because right now I'm working on a project with the other podcasts that I uh, work with uh, on Christianity, but how Rome influenced it, you know, and I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, okay. I'm a little worried because I don't want folks like yourself or, or other Christians to no. get that message the wrong way and think I'm telling no them that, like, you know, Jesus is false, you know, or anything like that. Uh-huh. But that's my, that might be what it, you know, comes off as to some people. So I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard of anything like this, like the Roman uh, influence on the Gospels as a Christian? Okay, so like the Roman, are you talking about Catholicism? No, like I'm talking about the about Roman Catholic Church. What, like when I the could, go, like when the Gospels were written? Uh, do you think the Roman Empire had any hand in writing them? Uh, so, okay, so Rome, if you think about it, the Roman soldiers are the ones that actually killed Jesus, right? Yeah. So the Pharisees, the Pharisee was there basically like the, uh, so the Pharisees were there, they were like the, they're living by the law, and that's what they felt like, you have to live by the law. So what I think of, uh, the law was something that you can never abide by, There's, it's impossible. It's just something that you need to try to live by, right? So at the time, I think that 
the Romans, they killed Jesus. So, I mean, I, I think the, like the Catholic Church, if you look at the way the Catholic Church is and what they did is they compromised, you know, what, like, like um, they, they, they took like Christmas, for example, and they were like, all right, here we go. I got all these pagans over here. I got, uh, I got us. We need to convert all these pagans into Catholicism. We want to make this the only religion. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and compromise. We're going to just be like, all right, we're going to make this Jesus's birthday when it's actually Nimrod's birthday. Okay, Nimrod is the pagan god that they're all worshiping. So they're like, okay, we'll make the twenty, we'll, we'll make uh, Christmas uh, the twenty fifth. We're going to make it Jesus's birthday. So that's what they did. It's like a compromise. So they brought all the people over, and and they were having the winter solstice and all that. So all they did is this. They, they were just trying to uh, convert everyone. Like a, convert everyone, right? So. I mean, it sounds, and people don't understand that even to this day. If I bring that up to somebody, Mark, people will look at me, and it, and and they've been so intertwined with this Christmas thing, and and they've been brought up, you know, like, oh man, I love Christmas; it's the greatest, and, and it's Jesus's birthday. And no, 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 please don't don't, don't get it twisted. This is not Jesus's birthday. And yeah. I'll tell you one thing, Mark: if you were married, and and it was, and let's say. And your wife was, uh, or let's say you had uh, you had a, a, an ex-wife, and then you have a new wife, right? And you, and then all of a sudden, on your ex-wife's birthday, you went to your wife and you were like, "Hey, happy birthday!" And you give her all these presents. She's like, "It's not my birthday. That's your ex-wife's birthday, right?" Wouldn't she be mad at you? She'd be really mad. So, what do you think God is doing up there? God is not happy with us celebrating Christmas and saying it's Jesus's birthday because it is not. And then nowhere in the Bible does it say that it's his birthday, first of all. Second of all, nowhere in the Bible does it say, like, you should celebrate everybody's birthday. That's not there. Yeah. So, now, me, I, I, I try to celebrate Jesus or, or, or God, like, all the time. I, I, try to, I don't just try to do it on the 25th. Like, some people will only go to, go to church on the 25th and on Easter. And then what they don't know is those are two of the most pagan holidays that are out. You know? Those are two of the most pagan. <laughs> yeah. Easter Absolutely. is is East Star, okay? So Easter is not that's not right either. That's Tammuz. That's when he rose. That's not when Jesus rose, you know. So people, the Catholic Church just twisted it. There's a lot of stuff about the Catholic Church that if you study, like idol worship, or also putting Mary above Jesus. Mary is just a vessel that God used, just like I'm a vessel for me to wrap. God uses me as a vessel, right, to wrap. And I spread the message and try to, hopefully people just, you know, will, it'll lead them to the Bible or lead them to God. All Mary was is just a vessel that God used. Mary is not, you know, I mean, for her having Jesus and going through that, I mean, that's great. She was, she was Jesus' mom. But in the Bible, it doesn't say anything about, uh, well, here's what we need to do. We need to have you pray through my mom and then, and then she'll talk to me and then I'll talk to God. What it says in the Bible, Jesus says that I am the way to my Father. So basically, you pray through me to him. Like he was a bridge, right? He didn't say anything about the bridge starts with my mom and then it, and then it comes to me. Nothing like that. You know, Mary in the Bible is not supposed to be uh, looked upon as like a god, you know? And I see the Catholic Church. What, they, what it is, is is the devil loves to give you 95% truth, but a 5% lie. It's still a lie. Or 90% truth, or 10% lie, or even 99% truth, 1% lie. As long as he has that lie in there, in the Bible it says, thou shalt not lie, right? Well, he, will, he, he just wants to confuse us. 
So that Roman, uh, the Roman influence, that would be my perception of it. The, the Catholic Church, no offense to any Catholics. I love you guys, too. Uh, as long as you are saved, this is what it says in the Bible. You're saved. Right now, we're in a time of grace. You're saved by grace, through faith, not by works, so that no man shall boast. So if you're Catholic and you're saved and you believe in Jesus, I'm not going to talk bad about you. But I'm just telling you that they're leading you in the wrong direction, okay? Yeah, I we, mean, we only be- I, I've looked into some of the weird symbolism in the Vatican. It's definitely, you know, a shady shady place and like i said you know i think that rome had some uh bad influence on christianity and i think that it's really a testament to god's power that there are folks like you who are keeping the true message of christianity alive i think that all the stuff around jesus and being a good person and giving back to your community and giving back to your family and having a good strong family and a strong community those are the messages i care about from the bible you know and i think that Amen. i think that that's the message that a lot of people get upset about when they you know try to deal with people who criticize Christianity. Cause a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm a Christian. That just means to me, I'm good. I have a good family and a good community. What's wrong with that? You know? And then you have like these atheists who are like, Oh, well you're purporting an evil religion that's killed hundreds of thousands of people. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But like, you can't, you know, just cause bad things have happened in history doesn't mean that the people today represent that, you know? Yeah, and it's and it's not about like, okay, so I just it's not about religion anyways. It's not like oh, it's, you have to be a Christian. It's not about that. It's about relationships. Yeah, it's all about relationship. It's not about you know Christian or this church or that church or this mega church or this one or I gave money to this and I did that. If you notice, you were just talking about like family being strong and you were talking all the stuff you were mentioning right now is exactly what they're trying to not have us have. You know. They don't want, okay, the, no offense to liberals, Democrats, or just, I'll just say the elite do not want a strong family. They don't want the man to be the spiritual leader. They don't, they don't want that. They want to have the man watching football on Sundays, not going to church. They want the man watching football on, on Thursday nights, not going to Bible study. They want the man sucked into Facebook, sucked into pornography. They want the man sucked into looking at women, looking at this lady, Kim Kardashian, idol. Ah, I love this butt. I love this. I love boobs. That's how they want the man. They don't want the man, like, focused. They don't want us focused. They want us all to be confused. But at the same time, these elite people are all leveling up with the devil, bro. They're doing all this stuff with the devil, all this evil, and, and they want us to, and they want to tell you, oh, the, the devil and God is not real. And they want to say we came from monkeys and, and, and then this earth is, uh, you know, 500 billion years old, you know, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You meanwhile, know? meanwhile, they dress up like devils at their little parties and <laughs> yeah, burn bro. statues of monkeys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like crazy. And then they kill little kids and they got big old owls and like, yeah. you know, the Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying conspiracy theories it, it you're gonna end up and you're gonna end up driving your car like if you're driving a conspiracy car you're gonna end up going down the road of the bible at some point you might as well do it now start reading yeah, you know revelation is, is it's all unfolding bro there's been like 400 prophecies that have actually came through from the bible already but 
Revelation is, you can see it unfolding, bro. They're yeah. coming out with a great reset. They want to just reset everything. And basically what I think is going to happen, this is what the, uh, you know, California shut down, New York is shut down. That's the two biggest economies. Basically, we're almost bigger than most countries, okay? So they shut these down, not because of this huge virus that's killing all these people and this is a scary woo-woo virus. They want to have the great reset. And what's going to happen is the dollar is now is that I, it's 89 cents now, which has never been this low. And it's going to go down to 88 cents. It's going to keep going down. And what they want to have is a digital currency pretty soon. Bill Gates, the king of technology and the, and the crazy vaccine cycle, is, he wants to have it so you put a chip in your hand and pay for everything, have your medical records and everything ready to go. You know, and, and dude, it's, it's, all they're doing right now is preparing people to bow down to when the mark of the beast comes, you know. They're just getting us ready. And they're just trying to see how far we'll go. And obviously, we didn't stand up. Not even the churches stood up. Everybody was shut down in March. The churches were shut down. Everybody just bowed down. Everybody's wearing masks. You can see the hardest gangster in LA, bro. Like I'm talking about, like this dude's a kingpin in the jail over here with a with a with a red mask on, walking down the street. Yeah. This dude will probably sell crack to a ten year old and probably kill you if you stole twenty bucks from him. And you see him walking down the street with a mask. It's like, what is going on here, dude? Yeah. Like really? You know, so it's, how do you it's feel like about masks? Are you a mask warrior like me? You don't yeah, wear a mask in public. Man, bro. Did you, you heard my song, bro, Signs of Things to Come, dude? And you saw that there's, there's, there's a sheep on the front with a mask on and Bill Gates is Dr. Fossey. Now, I am forced to wear a mask and I'm in California. If I want to go to the grocery store, I got to wear a mask or, or else I'm not going to be allowed in. Uh, my work, my job is like, I, I work for a water company um, and they are. It's, it's Violi is the big company that owns it. Violi is all around the world. They're in France, Italy, everywhere. So they're just like, you have to wear your mask if you come in here. And they're probably going to be like, you have to get vaccinated to come in here soon, which I hope not. But I, the mask is, okay, I do, I do water filtration. I'm a production operator, okay? A virus is 0.01 microns. So these masks that you're wearing right now, it's not, the virus is going to go through the mask, okay? It doesn't matter if you have the M91, whatever the N95 mask, it's going to come out somehow. The virus is going to come out. The masks are not going to save you from catching the virus or from you giving the virus. You know why? Because when you go to a grocery store, you're touching the mac macaroni and cheese. Oh, I don't want this one. I want this one. I want that. I don't want this one. I want that. So basically, your, your, your germs are all over the place anyways, but... Don't worry about it because the, the virus doesn't pass and 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 Walmart. Absolutely, absolutely, or it man. Doesn't pass in Walmart. So, anyways, uh, I am not. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't care about that. I think it's stupid. I wear it because I have to to be able to, to to roam around these places. But I, I, the vaccine. I'm a million percent against the vaccine. I'm definitely against that. A lot I will of people fight tooth are. and nail. Yeah, I will fight tooth and nail. I got guns. I'm ready to go, bro. Like I, I don't know when, the, I when this you. thing went down. <laughs> when this thing went down, I was I'm military. I I, I came out of the army. Uh, I'm basically ending my term on March in March. So I think military minded. I also think biblically and militarily. So I was like the first time that this this virus hit, I went directly to the gun store. I got my I already had two guns already, two AR-15s, but my wife can't use the AR-15. So I went there to get her a. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's basically like 
a rifle for her to use, easier for her to cock back and use. I was like, let's go. We're about to go to war. This is this is it. There's going to be riots. There's going to be this. All this stuff. And you know what? COVID-19, there was no riots from that. And it ended up coming through BLM and, and a totally different left field stuff. I'm like, the riots aren't even here because of COVID? Oh, man, I totally thought that was going to be the riots. But no. Nah. BLM came. Antifa. Oh, they hit us from a different angle. I think what they thought, this is what I thought the elites thought. Okay, these people are going to be rioting. They're going to be fighting. They, there's no toilet paper, for God's sake. We're going we're gonna to cause the riots that way. But instead, what happened is they were like, you know what? People are actually conforming, and they're wearing the mask, and, and they're not rioting. We don't have enough chaos. So then all of a sudden, the, you know what happened. I don't even need to explain it. The, 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 the cop, they started having the police get a little more aggressive. I don't even know. I, I think there's so many false flags sometimes, bro. That's the way I think. That things are things happen, and and it's meant to push the agenda that they want to push. You know, absolutely. Sandy Hook. I don't even shouldn't even say it. The elementary school shooting in your very state. That's another one yeah. that I think was definitely. I, I did a podcast uh, on it actually, and that was another thing, man. I, I, that's a that to me was. Um, when you start studying it and really, really looking deep into it, uh, it's very hard to find information on it now because they have censored everything. They took everything away and people are getting sued. But those parents that keep trying to sue people, what they do is they'll sue you all the way till they need to go to court and, and, and swear under oath and they don't end up doing it because they don't want to swear under oath. Oh, yeah, bro. Don't worry. We know. I mean, it's fishy, man. Like you said, in my own backyard. And you're right to be cautious because it is one of those hot button words you know i i got in trouble for saying it on tinfoil hat actually and they censored it they ended up taking it out so don't nothing against sam or johnny but he's just worried about uh you know nobody goes snitching to sam about this okay i told you this (laughs) they've been out for a whole uh they they were out for like a whole month right off of of youtube i think yeah uh, so he's extra cautious right now I got the I got the, the the bell button on them and everything. I'm waiting for. I, I just inherited his lies that he's been doing. Sam Tripley, if you hear this podcast, I really love your show, my brother, and I really have been listening <laughs> to your stuff. And I know that you're a warrior, so I, I appreciate you being a warrior. So you better keep it Message up. And to if you Sam. ever, I would love to be on your show at some point. But I think I need to get my feet wet a little more in this industry. But anyway, this is like going. a this um, is like a cameo from Josh Monday to Sam Tripley. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Tripley, I know you heard my song too. XG already heard it. He already sent me back, said he loved it. And yeah. also uh, Johnny no, Woodard also said that he loved it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Sam would love to have you on his Patreon, dude. And from there. I'm down, you know, bro. Do you have your own podcast? You said you did a podcast. Or was that someone I've else's? Done, uh, someone else's. I've done Dangerous World podcast. I've done oh, okay. Legit Guy podcast. Um, and Dangerous World, that's another one. I'll give a shout out to them because those gentlemen, they got their stuff together. They were ready. When I when I did their podcast, it was great, man. It was it was we vibed together and had a good time. And also, legit legit bat podcast is another one. I did the Sandy Hook one. Now that one was a little different because I came out thinking that they were gonna have their like they were ready. Like oh man, they they agreed with the fact that I the stuff I was saying, but they really their opinion on it was a little different. I think they're a little younger generation. Me, I studied that thing to the to the T. I know when they're trying to take our weapons and our guns and and. That thing was it was hitting home with me because especially since I was military, I, I was like, 
like why why are they pushing all the so much gun laws and everything on this what, what's going on i know one thing uh mark when the mark of the beast comes they need to have the, they need to have the same military weapons that we can use against the military they need to have those out they need to take them all dude. They, they they don't want us all posting up militia and up and fighting a, a civil war here in our own uh united states so at some point they're slowly taking away either the bullets. Right now, the bullets are being taken away. You can't get any bullets right now, bro. Yeah, I, I actually, I have some co-hosts on this podcast who it's a little late for them because we did a podcast before this. So they were like, oh, um, you know, but they had the same problem because my buddy Chris, he uh, was going to buy some ammo. And he was like, dude, it's like a f- couple months wait for ammo. I'm like, really? But yeah, yeah, man, I mean, I'm down with it. I, I think that the whole, you know, situation that happened was an MK Ultra thing, right? They take a kid, they load him up on drugs. They did the same thing in the Aurora, Colorado situation. I think they probably did the same thing with uh, whatever happened in Florida more recently, you know, where they get yeah. these drugged up kids who conveniently either commit suicide or you know go into some kind of psychiatric program and are never heard from again you know it's just this to me i think it's the mk ultra programming and yeah man i mean the conspiracy rabbit hole is deep when it comes down to that i think that you're that absolutely was, right about the that what, one was in particular there was there was there was some stuff that was in it was insane dude I don't, I don't know. We, me and you can do a whole podcast on that one, bro. I'm down. And if you want to do another one, dude. Yeah, that. we'll do that one on the Patreon just to avoid getting okay. you know, hammered yeah. from the censorship gods. But yeah, I got, a, I, got the notes. Yeah, I got the notes ready for that. And, and yeah. do a little research on it yourself. Yeah, because, there's, dude, there's stuff that is insane. That, that, that is just not protocol. no i remember i remember bro trust me i was okay. i mean i've been awake to conspiracy I, theories way before q you know i'm not one of these yeah. fresh oh, q, guys q, you q, know q, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but that's I, yeah. but that's the thing i say that just because that is the trend now there's a lot of new folks in the conspiracy it's that, it's, it's that. I, I honestly do the, the election stuff i was sucked in bro i was like hook, hook line and sinker i was like I not usually I don't follow this stuff. I, I I mean I follow I follow stuff that is gonna affect the church. Like when they try to say that you can't go to church and they're shutting the churches down. I'm following stuff like that. But I really wasn't so sucked into the politic part. I, I I was down with Donald Trump. You know why? Because he backs up military first of all. He gave us the biggest raises and he was he was uh, and also the wounded warriors. He like he did a lot for the VA. He did some good stuff. So I was down for Donald Trump. Um, but uh, I, I think I lost my train of thought here. What were we talking about? Hold on. That's all right, all brother. Right. I mean, to that point, I agree, man. I'm oh, glad to hear that from your yep. perspective. Oh man, okay. I was down with Donald Trump. Okay, I know he's a different kind. Okay, he's a different kind of evil than the other politicians. That's why they don't want him there. He commits different type of crimes than them. They want him out. Basically, it's like uh, what I was going to say is okay. The election stuff kind of got me sucked in. But there was some, I have some friends that were, that were, that were part of, like, they were into the Q movement, you know, and, uh, but I have some other friends that are, that, that are very, uh, they're wo- more woke, and they're like, listen, bro, that's a complete psyop, okay, that's a psyop, so be careful, I mean, I know one thing, bro, if you're in the military, and you have a top secret security clearance, 
and you're releasing information like that, they're going to know, okay? The FBI is going to know because they know everything that's going on. They know exactly what we're talking about right now because our phones have cameras and microphones. And if I start bringing up, like I said, that the word, uh, you know, the, the hook shooting, they can start recording right then and know exactly what we're saying. So I don't believe that there's a top, top elite military guy sending out information to the civilians because we're on a need-to-know basis. And people that are like that, they're not going to know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I do believe that it was a PSYOP, and, and it sucked because it was like it's called hopium. Not opium, but hopium. And they're, all they're doing is just getting people to hope and hope and hope that all these people are going to get arrested and they're going to get, you know, they're going to get put in jail and the pedophiles and all this, all that stuff is, we would love for that to happen. And yeah, that's, that's all great, fine and dandy. But for you to become a president of the United States, you have to be a puppet to somebody too. They're not going to allow you. As we saw on this election, it's not even an election, it's a selection. Okay, they're going to select who they want. And they gave it, Donald Trump, I believe when he won in 2016, they probably did the same thing with Dominion and they probably tried to steal the election back then, but they didn't, they didn't think that Donald Trump was going to be able to win by that much because who would have thought Donald Trump was going to win back then? You know, mm-hmm. they thought he was going to lose and get smoked. But Hillary Clinton, obviously, she, you know, I don't even want to bring her out because she's just a complete satanic psycho. But anyways, so it, it's, it's just a selection. So I know Donald Trump, I know he did some great things, but what people need to realize is he's also part of the uh, has to be some part of an establishment as well, you know. Yeah. He's, he's not going to just be this lone ranger, so, uh, you know. What are your thoughts but, on as a someone who's you know done service in the military? I appreciate that. Thank you for thank you for doing appreciate that, it. No man. Problem. What are your Loved what's it. your opinion on what's going on in the state ca- or the nation's capital right now in D.C. with all the troops down there? And there's rumors that the White uh, House has had you know a blackout, like there's no lights on and. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's, okay. what's your opinion on that? Well, I know, I know. Okay, I I've heard a lot of different. Uh, like they were telling me, like some people were telling me, hey, listen, man, they're putting the bob wire on uh, the inside of it, not on the outside of it. I'm like, what? Like, like that's why everybody. The Q thing was just like, dude, they were kicking things. Like, dude, they were saying some crazy stuff that I wish was true. But they were saying the twenty five thousand troops are there. Because Trump already signed the Insurrection Act, and all he's going to do is going to use the troops to actually arrest all the all the corrupt politicians. That sounds awesome to me. I would love if that was true. You know, I was just like, that's why it's opium. And I'm like, but I have to sit back and, and realize, like, listen, you got to think, bro. Like, it's it's the people that are in control would never allow that. First of all, the people that run our country are not the. It's not Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump. That's not the people running our country. The elite are running the world, first of all, and the devil is at the top, okay? And he is the one giving the orders or having the influence on the people that actually, the rich, banking, uh, Bilderberg, the Masons, and all these different people, they're the ones that are, that are running it, not, not the politicians. All they are are just pawns, okay? Yeah. So Donald Trump, he has obviously ran with them. Like, like he, his past is bad too, bro. Like, uh, he used to hang out with Ray Cohen, which is like, that dude's like a pedophile, bro. And like, he, he, uh, he used to, he used to, uh, like little kids, you know, Roy Cohen. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. He used to like little kids. So, so he's also has a dark past, you know, he also used to hang out with Epstein. I know that he, 
he, he claims he didn't like Epstein either, but he's the two. So he has a dark past as well. So for, he, he, he's awesome and he did a great job as president, but he's also evil too. So you're, you're not going to be in that position unless you, you roll with these people, right? Yeah. So they're going to give Donald Trump a little leeway to do some things that are great, but he didn't obviously get his, he didn't get to do everything he wanted to do. And then now, since he kind of went away against the establishment in ways, they just pulled the rug out from him and said, you know what, we're not going to allow him to do it. And they did it in a way that was, to us, is very obvious. Like, us conspiracy theorists and, and, and Republicans, it's obvious hey, that the, the election was stolen. But there's a lot of people out there that just that don't believe that. And they just well, think that it, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to go back to how I've always felt, which is like anti-establishment, the like exactly what you just said they're just puppets for the elite and uh you know i maybe i fell victim to the hopium but i don't i don't know because honestly (laughs) i think what it is is i'm a conspiracy theorist like you and like you mentioned because this was so interesting to us because this past four years was full of conspiracy theories i mean you had (laughs) artificial conspiracy theories in the media against donald trump from the left And then you had yeah. almost legitimate conspiracies who now maybe there's more doubt as to whether or not Q was le- legitimate. But I mean, from what I know, and I know Sam says this all the time on his podcast is like the facts were there. I mean, the information behind Q was there, but you know, if these are the results, to it. maybe yeah. the plan didn't go accordingly. Maybe we're yet to see the results of the plan. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on on the stock market today. I mean, all kinds of stuff oh, yeah. going on, you know? I got to say this, that the Democrats and the people on that side, they played their, they're very good at chess because they pulled a, a fast one on, on all of us, bro. Most, most of America, they pulled a fast one. And as you see, the, the even the capital thing, um, there was, I mean, I believe that the people that actually did enter the Capitol and that did that stuff were, were I think it was almost uh, more of like an Antifa, uh, Bugalo Boy, maybe some, some of those people coming into there and, and just mixing in with the MAGA people. And, you know, the lady that got shot in the Capitol was ex-Air Force. And me being military, I know I would never, ever enter a Capitol because I know that it's shoot to kill. Like, if you try to go into the Capitol, that's like you trying to break into uh, an armory. You're going to get shot, dude. We're not, we're not going to play if you try to break an armory because we have weapons there. We have, like, 150 uh, weapons, and we're, you know, like, sitting in our army. We can't have people breaking in. So it's like the Secret Service is not going to go easy on you if you're trying to break into their building. You know, like, that lady got shot in the neck, but that was also fishy. She got shot, and all the people around her, we're all filming and they weren't even ducking or even scared. Like, wouldn't you see her get shot? And then like, basically everybody would hit the floor or you would, you'd be out of there. Cause you're like, I'll be next to get shot now. So that was, that was a little funny. I, I just think that, that, that whole thing didn't go in our favor. You know, that ended up making people, as you saw, they all started folding to, to uh, not, not pushing the, the, the election fraud anymore. They started folding. So that could be just a whole plot. All of this is like WWE, bro. It's like The Rock comes out and Stone Cold comes out. And you know what I mean? It's, that's how that's what's happening right now, legitly. And for us conspiracy theorists, we're, I mean, we don't like to be like, we told you so, but look at the world right now. It's all the stuff that we've been saying or feeling and having this feeling like 
why do I have this gut feeling that this is so bad? It's coming to fruition right in front of our eyes, dude. And it's crazy. So the, the part that I love, that's why I like to be Christian conspiracy theorists, because I, I believe that God is the truth, the way, the light. Jesus is the way, the light. And, and, and if you start reading Revelation and, and the book of Daniel and these prophecies and everything, then you start seeing like, wow, this is why I have this gut feeling, because it's true. The gut feeling you have is because God is telling you, yes, your discernment is here. This is what's happening, you know, and and I, I get I did get sidetracked with the election. I got the, the election fraud. I was just totally. No, it's all right. Dude, all this that, is bro. great, bro. I, I love it, man. I want to like close it in with maybe a, a message of hope and solutions from a Christian um, like yourself. Like, what did you what do you say to the folks listening who might be feeling doubts as to like the future? Oh, let me just tell you, come. replace your fear with faith because you can't have both. The devil is constantly wanting you to be in fear because if you, if you have faith in God and you're walking by faith, you're not going to be fearful. The coronavirus, if you get the coronavirus and you die as a Christian, who cares? You're going to be going to heaven. And that's what you've been wanting to go to. That's what you're fighting for, you know, going to heaven. So anybody that's feeling down and out, it's, you, you need to just basically just sit back and kind of just take a deep breath and realize that, you're being led by the media, which they just lie. It's just like a, it's just like a, um, it's just like there was a movie with uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper where he just puts these glasses on and he can see all these messages. They and live. Everything. I, I, yes, they live, and that that is exactly what's happening to, to us right now. And the reporters that are reporting to us on the news, they're they're, they're not journalists. Where they're digging deep and deep and deep into stories, and then and then bringing it to the to the to the to the uh, the TV screen, all they're doing is reading off a prompter of stuff that they want to feed you from the left, from the right, and they just want to keep you confused and they want to keep everybody fighting. So, I, my message of hope would be definitely to start getting into your word, find a great church. I go to a Calvary Chapel church. They 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 actually read from the Bible and they just keep going verse by verse by verse by verse. It's not messages. It's not, oh, you about to make a million dollars. Come into my church and give me 5000 and we'll give you 50000 back from God. It's not like that. It's not about that. What you want to do is you want to try to, uh, you want to gain, um, you, you don't want to gain money. Money is not what you want to gain. You want to gain faith and you want to start getting into God. And if you start doing that, believe me, the coronavirus is going to be like, like the, the flu, like it is. All right? It's not going to be crazy. So, my message of hope would definitely be to get into your Bible, and if you're a conspiracy theorist and you're and you're not Christian, just slowly, I would just say slowly start digesting that kind of stuff because it's going to all come together. And Jesus is coming back, okay? It says it in the Bible. Jesus is coming back, so you don't want to be that person that that you're like Jesus. Uh, I, I want I like I, I want to be with you now after He comes back. You know, you want to start reading now so you're prepared. You don't want to be all super drunk and faded when Jesus comes back, man. You want to have a good sober mind and, and be ready for it, you know? You don't want to let the devil just, you know, take you over. You see that, bro? I got myself my Bible right here. Yes, okay. <laughs> Yo, I don't have it on me right now. I have it on my phone right now or in my house, but anyways. No, it's all uh, right. If I didn't have all this, uh, you know, Northern Lights green screen crap, you could see all the books back here, but... 
Yeah, uh, man. I bet you got a whole bunch, bro. I'll take I'll tell, take man. you up on that. I'll definitely consider that. And I'm gonna be reading through the Bible for sure for this upcoming project, you know, this book that I'm working on. We're gonna be doing some interviews and yeah, I'll definitely reach back out to you when that comes along because I'd love to get your opinion sure. on some of this stuff, man. You know, the Christian uh history and all that are topics we're gonna get into. So my my pastor at my church, bro. He works out with me in the mornings, bro. At like at four in the morning, he's a uh, he's 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 a super down to earth. He's uh he's like forty five years old, super down to earth. But he would be great on a spiritual podcast if you want to have both of us on sometime, or even him, or if you need help writing your book or whatever, I, I can get you in contact with him as well, bro. He's a uh, his name's Pastor Daniel. He's at Calvary Chapel Church in Fontana. Super nice guy, uh, and and he would be great for a spiritual podcast, or if you need yeah. to pick his brain about the Bible. For sure. No, I mean, yeah, dude, you have my email. Let's talk about that. Let's get in touch about that. Cause that, if anything, for sure on Sam's podcast, you and him definitely together, if you'd like, or separate. I mean, that'd be cool We're to separate. have two yeah, episodes. Separate. Yeah, yeah. So definitely put me in touch with him. That sounds cool, man. So as far yeah. as your music goes, would you be able to, uh, can I put a, a, one of your songs in the episode for the listeners to hear? Is oh, that for gonna, sure, bro. Yeah. You could put signs of things to come. That's probably the best one. For yeah. 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 Right now, that's it's one. Conspiracy and yeah. it's got a little God. It's got everything in it. So yeah, that would like be a that great one, one to, to definitely put in it, bro. And you got all, if you ever want to use that song anytime, anywhere, you have my permission for sure. I own all the oh, rights dude. to it. And there's nobody, nobody's on that but me. Awesome, for everything dude. and all that. I got an artist that's on there. I'll give a shout out to him. His name's uh, BT or Brandon T. And uh, he, he actually got featured on that song. And he's a super cool kid. And he's a, a, a youth pastor. And he, he's killing it out there with his rap too, man. But um, if you want to play that song anytime, anywhere, you have full permission from me, brother. For oh sure. dude thank you man i appreciate that i'm definitely going to put it at the end and probably the beginning i'll put like a, a little bit of it at the beginning and then the whole thing at the end so uh the, okay you know everybody can hear this and uh tell them one more time where they can find you and uh like you said you've been on the dangerous world podcast a couple of times so check that out yeah. legit bat another podcast i haven't been on them their podcast yet but dangerous world they're great dude i love those guys but yeah tell them where, where yeah. they can listen to your music bro uh you can go to just go to youtube just just put in josh monday go to google just put in josh monday uh musical artist and you're gonna see uh all the songs I got. I got about 10 songs out right now. I got a brand new song that's going to be coming out. It's called Voice of a Patriot. And it's all about the Black Lives Matter. It's all about the, the Capitol getting ran into. It's all about the Trump thing. It's all about the, uh, uh, it's all about them trying to take our guns. And uh, you'll hear from a military perspective, a rapper perspective, Christian perspective, and also conspiracy theory perspective on that song. So that'll that's be awesome, out dude. probably in the next 10 days. I'm just waiting for it to get mixed and mastered, but yeah, uh, Spotify is Josh Monday. Any 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 uh, uh, distribution company that you want to go to for music, you can just put my name in it, and, it, and my music will pop up. Awesome, dude! Thank you so much for joining me, man. And that's been an episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Patreon slash MFTIC to get the video version of this episode. And have a great night.
Tell these liberals not to stun on me. I'm in the army. I always got a gun on me. My right hand on the Bible. Left hand on my rifle. In Jesus' name, I'm God's disciple. Tell these liberals not to stun on me. I'm in the army. I always got a gun on me. My right hand on the Bible. Left hand on my rifle. In Jesus' name, I'm God's disciple. You want to raise our taxes and take my funds? And pass legislation to take all guns? If you try to take my weapon, that's when I get offended. I bought my home and I plan to defend it. And to protect my land, to give to my descendants. I'm going to fight tooth and nail to preserve the Second Amendment. You want to start a war, we can easily end it. If the civil war kicks off, we can gain our independence. Resist the propaganda they recite on the news. Because of your lockdowns, we got families fighting for food. You Democrats advocate, women have the right to choose. So if you mandate a vaccine, do we have the right to refuse? Mark is bananas. Crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I'm Don't listen crazy to him. for feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC.